You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. It's going to be a little different than what I usually do in terms of episode content today. I really want to talk about self-love. And before you click out of this episode, it's going to be different than the way that you've heard it before. Um, Because I think a lot of the times when we hear self-love, we don't we we hear that and we're like okay cool but like loving yourself when you're lacking self-love doesn't really feel like good advice so i want to unpack this a little bit today i'll keep it short but it's it's going to be deep so bear with me here the reason i wanted to have this conversation was actually because i just came off of a um a client onboarding call and It's always interesting to me when I first meet somebody or when we first start working together, what their, what their words are about themselves, about the journey, about what they want, especially on an onboarding call when we're talking logistics, like tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, what kind of habits feel really stretchy for you right now, or how much time do you want to spend exercising in the next two weeks when I build out your program? And, you know, I just hear all kinds of things. And it's really funny to me because most of the women that I work with, not that this changes anything, are these high achievers, people who have literally accomplished so much, who are running their own businesses, all of these moms who are raising their kids, growing their businesses, like elevating their um, positions at their place of employment. They are out in their community. They're doing all sorts of amazing stuff. And yet the way that I hear women talking about their bodies is, with love, atrocious. And it's crazy because it does not match what I see. And I find that so, it's just so common everywhere. It's like, you know, of course, it's, it's really hard to see the value in something when you quite literally don't have the perspective for it versus someone who is looking in at you and able to see it. But especially when you are just in it all the time, when you are you every single day, you know every little thing about you and a lot of that stuff you probably don't even want to have any awareness of because it drives you crazy. Of course it's hard to recognize the good. And it's no wonder that we're speaking so negatively about ourselves because we just don't have that awareness and that perspective. So I think one, it's really important actually in order to actually have deep, meaningful self-love. I am a personal believer in, and and I, I will die on this hill. I'm a firm believer in having at some point of your journey, someone to hold the mirror to you. Because a lot of the times, like I said, it's almost impossible to see how valuable we truly are when we're just in it all the time and we're also we're also weighing that against our biggest failures, our mistakes, our shortcomings and you know when you have certain types of support in your life, not all support is good support, I will say that because support can make or break you. And trust me because I have had both amazing support and truly terrible support that shaped the way that I thought about myself. But I really believe that 
if you can have somebody in your life to really hold the mirror up to you and say, hey, listen, I know that it might feel that way, but here's the facts. Here's what I see that really can do so much. And part of why I'm opening with this is because on this call, even just trying to get the data so that I could build her plan and get her onboarded, I even just said, hey, friend, can I can I offer you some coaching right now? Like, can we just dive into this before our very first coaching call? And she said, yeah, of course. And I just said, you know, part of the reason why you shared, I'm not going to share what she shared, you know, this one thing with me and the way that you feel about this one thing is probably because of how you're talking about yourself. And I reflected her words exactly back to her. And it, it's, it's, it's nothing new. It's saying things like, I can't, or I don't, or I need to, or, you know, I'm missing X, or I'm so bad at X, I struggle with whatever. It's all those things. And why those, those very well may be true, actually. The things that you're saying about yourself might be true. You might not have any upper body strength. You might be overweight. You might struggle with lack of control around certain foods, but it doesn't change the fact that you are literally claiming that as a part of your belief system. So here is what I coached her on, and then I'll kind of dive into some of the some of the juice here of today's topic. I just coached her on a couple of things and I said, hey, first of all, I don't want you to say I am. I want you to say I feel. <laughs> I feel like I'm struggling with whatever. I feel like my upper body isn't as strong as the rest of my body. And then I, here's the next step. The second step to that is once we can distance ourselves from assigning meaning, negative meaning to something, then we also need to do the work of being open to receiving or feeling differently. So for example, if you're someone that constantly has negative feelings about your body every time you look in the mirror and you're starting your health journey, but you're not in the phase yet where you're seeing or feeling that progress. And instead of just being like, you know, I'm stuck, I'm I'm struggling, I'm so fat still, I can't believe I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Like instead of doing that, even just the simple action of saying, I am open to seeing how this unfolds. I am so excited for when I get to X goal. I am open to the possibility of fill in the blank. So instead of just saying like, you know, I'm super intimidated to pick up weights at the gym, right? You could say, I feel scared and I also know that I'm really capable of doing this. And even if you don't do it that day, it's literally just the idea that you are not you are not taking on your fear as part of your identity. You are not taking on the pieces of your body that you dislike as part of your identity. You're not claiming that as yours. And that actually is one of the biggest things, it's the biggest deterrent for self-love that I see is the way that we talk about ourselves. Because you could think, or 
I won't even say think because I think a lot of the times we we work the problem backwards. We're working from the top down. So, for example, part of the problem is that we are so focused on, you know, okay, I'm going to do the thing to change how I feel about my body or about myself, period, body <laughs> involved or not, saying, you know, if I just work harder, if I just eat whatever, if I just stop doing this, then I'll be happy, then I'll be confident. But that's not how it works. A plant cannot grow leaves until the roots are established. So while we are busy, like focusing on how how many leaves we need to be like sprouting out, how many things we need to do, how much we need to water that plant, how much we need to, how much sunlight we need to give it, how much fertilizer, we do kind of one of two things. We either one completely neglect our actual care, and because we're too focused on you know how many leaves we have, so to speak, how much we're accomplishing, how much we're doing, what we look like, or we start over caring to the detriment of the thing that we actually care about. So for example, you know, eating way too healthy to the point where it's not healthy anymore. We're restricting everything. We're going on more diets. We feel like if we just work harder and eat less, then we'll feel better. If we just work harder in the gym, then the weight's going to come off. Or deeper than that, if I work harder in the gym, I'm actually going to feel like I'm doing something so I don't feel so bad when I self-sabotage. And I think a lot of the time we start assigning our worthiness and our value to the things that we're doing instead of actually working on the beliefs that we hold, the thoughts that we're thinking before we start taking the action. I mean, if we really put this into perspective, if we're going to talk about self-love, let's just talk about love in general. So love isn't always a feeling. If you are in a married partnership, you know that that commitment <laughs> is very important and that dis- that um, distinguishing factor is very important because there's a very big difference of feeling very loving towards your partner and still having to act lovingly, you know, even if you're not like, oh, hey, honey, how was your day? But still, you know, being respectful to your partner and holding up your end of the partnership, even when maybe they're not on your nice list or you're not feeling super lovey-dovey, right? There's a difference. But the, the deciding factor there really is the respect. It's the decision that one, you already know that love doesn't always have to be like, oh, I'm head over heels. You know that love is a commitment. It is actually work. It is, it is, it is the act of respect and holding space and allowing your partner to be human and still choosing them anyway. Turn that back on yourself now. And if you're not in a partnership, think about it with your kids or really any unconditional type of relationship, right? Obviously, there's boundaries, obviously. But even so, if we're going to really take the conversation that way, you know, to a certain point, you know, your partner or your kids or your family members may cross over boundaries and you still love them anyway, right? 
we don't allow them to walk all over us, but there, there's a, there's a level of forgiveness and grace and there's a long runway before that, that extension of love runs out. You see what I'm getting at? So instead of immediately beating yourself up for not doing X or not being Y or whatever it is, instead of beating yourself up, assigning all this meaning to your actions and saying, you know, I'm lazy or I can't do this or, you know, I'm so bad at whatever. Why don't we just recognize that as something that we can't do yet or something that we're not yet, but also like with any partnership, like with any relationship, friendship, you know, family relationships, romantic partnerships, there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a lot of mistakes. There is going to be, there's going to be a time where you actually realize that, you know, no matter how many wrong actions they take, you still care for them. And if you can realize that and turn that back on yourself, that's that's self-love. It's still choosing you, regardless of how much you weigh, regardless of what you look like, regardless of if you can or can't do whatever in the gym, regardless of the mistakes you've made, big or small, and still choosing yourself. And even if you know you have shortcomings, you have those mistakes, you have those flaws, still choosing not to talk badly about yourself. Like there's no, there's no reward for punishing yourself. There is no reward for punishing yourself. You may not even realize that you're punishing yourself to begin with. But that is exactly what I was saying earlier, where the accountability and having that outside perspective comes in really freaking handy because like what I do with my clients is often just saying, hey, here here I am bringing awareness to what you just said about yourself. Here's what that's doing. And here's how we can change that. How does that sit? And I think 100% of the time it's, oh, I didn't realize I was saying that about myself. I didn't realize what that was doing. But that's also why my clients feel way more confident regardless of how much weight they lost or how strong they got. It's like, yeah, they took the actions. Hell yeah. (laughs) They worked hard for their results. But at the same time, a lot of the work that I do with clients and the lot of the work that I encourage you to explore as well is the work of becoming that person, whatever that person means for you, the confident version of yourself, the unapologetic, the unafraid, the, the bold version, the balanced version, the gentle version, the soft feminine version, whatever that is for you. That is the work that we do. The work of becoming, not just the work of doing. You're gonna have to choose yourself over and over again, even on the days that you don't want to. You're gonna have to choose yourself even after you binge eat Chips Ahoy at 12 a.m. and feel really bad about yourself. You're gonna have to wake up the next day 
and choose. But you can't choose in a way that's actually going to benefit you if you're choosing to be disrespectful to yourself and to completely forget (laughs) that you're worthy. So just to sum this up, and ultimately what I want you to take away from today is the idea that in order to truly have self-love, we need to have respect for ourselves. We need to choose ourselves. We also need to choose to remove judgment and assign blame or assign meaning or assign negativity to our actions. We need to have acceptance of self. And at least if you don't have love, have some neutrality. So right now, it might feel like your relationship with yourself is the same relationship that you have with that one family member where, you know, you love them because they're family, but you know you also have to respectfully distance yourself because the actions that they take and the boundaries that they cross are not okay with you. So you just have like an amicable relationship. And maybe that's the stage you're at with yourself. You're like, I'm not super proud of the actions I'm taking. I'm not really, I'm not really loving who I am lately. But even if you don't have those warm, fuzzy feelings, you can still choose to be amicable. You can still choose to show up for the family function without, you know, causing a ruckus. If you can do that with a family member that pushes your buttons, you can absolutely extend that same grace towards yourself. And that's where it starts. And if you're beyond that, if you're at a point where you're like, yeah, I really do love myself, but for some reason, you know, I keep I keep going back to, to these behaviors, then I really encourage you to start looking at your words because you might think, you might know logically that it doesn't make sense to beat yourself down and you know logically like, yeah, of course I'm worthy. Of course I'm capable. Of course I can do all these things. And you already hold that belief. Check your words. Check your words because your words might actually be different from your logic. We're programmed biologically to seek negative bias. And I guarantee you're probably saying some negative things about yourself too. It's not a a blame game here, but even I do it. Every human does it. But it's important for us to recognize when we do say those things about ourselves, when we are falling into that negative bias and check ourselves and go, hey, let's not say that. Let's choose different. Let's choose different language. And one really easy way to think about like how you can improve your words about yourself is repeat it back and imagine yourself saying it to your kid. And if you wouldn't feel comfortable with that, like, for example, the example I used earlier is like, I have no upper body body strength. If you were to tell your kid, you have no upper body strength, (laughs) how would that land, right? You would not feel, you, you would not in good conscience want to say that to your child in that way. So don't make it okay to say to yourself. And once you start recognizing those patterns, you're going to be a, just a different person. 
And this is the work that I've been doing for myself for a long time. Um, and the healing is never done. Oh my goodness, the growth is never done. I'm, but I just literally only this past week, like I had a moment when I like looked in the mirror and I'm like, I'm really proud of you. <laughs> like I can honestly say that I'm proud of myself and I love who I am, even on the days where I'm not 100% about, you know, the choices that I made or the way that I look or the way that I feel. I also understand that I'm human and I'm really proud of choosing myself anyway. But let me tell you, I have a lot of mentors. I have a lot of people being my mirror. I have a lot of support and I have done a lot of intentional work around my own self-love, my self-worth so that I could get to that point. Not saying that it's not possible alone, but let me just tell you, love isn't supposed to feel lonely. And if you're feeling kind of lonely on that journey, then maybe it's time to do more than affirmations in the mirror. Have somebody else be your mirror for once. And it really can change the way that you believe about yourself. The same way that you're a mirror for your kids. You help instill those beliefs in them. You help them feel amazing about themselves. You help them feel strong and capable. You help them feel loved. And that external love helps translate into self-love as they become adults. And the stronger that you love yourself, honestly, the stronger that you love yourself genuinely, the more capacity you have to give more love to others. I'm not saying that you can't be loving to your kids if you don't love yourself right now. What I'm saying is imagine how much deeper and harder you can love on those babies when you also resonate at that same frequency, the same frequency of love that you give to your kids. Imagine how amplified that will feel for them. So thank you for letting me get deep today. I know this is not always comfortable because honestly, this episode, this is me holding up the mirror to you. So thank you for receiving this and I really hope that this meets the right ears today. And if this, if this is the message that you needed to hear, then I'm so, so glad you decided to tune in today. On that note, I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your day. I hope that you are loved the way that you deserve. I hope that you are loving yourself the way that you deserve. If you need someone to hold that mirror up to you, so that you can take aligned action in your fitness and you can come at your health in a way that feels good and empowering and the way that you deserve instead of feeling frustrated by the little things, being mad and feeling unworthy because you're looking at the scale instead of who is in the body, then I just want to invite you to reach out. I just want to invite you to reach out. And if you want to just message me the word info on Instagram at Chloe Puff Training, we can talk about different ways that I could be a mirror to you, whether that's in a short-term support or long-term support, different levels of support. There's so many ways that I can support you and I want to do that for you. So feel free to message me. And if not, either way, 
regardless of whether or not you ever step into my client space, I still love you. I still appreciate you. I still value you. And I still want to tell you that you are damn worthy. And I cannot wait to watch you grow and thrive and love yourself as much as I love you and see that same potential in yourself as I see in you. So on that note, thank you for tuning in today. And as always, be bold, be fit. Be fit.